Hey, it's Scott McIntyre. And I'm Christina McIntyre. Welcome to the Enduring Hope Podcast, where we encourage you to trust God in every circumstance. One of my favorite things about being a mom is giving my kids gifts. It's so fun to watch the joy on their faces when they open the packages and see a new toy and try to get it out of the box. It's so cool. I love that feeling of excitement. (laughs) Yeah. However, as I'm sure many parents know, sometimes it can be a lot for little kids to open a bunch of gifts on their birthday and Christmas, and sometimes they can get a little overwhelmed. That's true. But you know what? I've never seen them get overwhelmed when they are giving gifts. Like when Christian picked out one of his toys to give to Stella for Christmas, or when she made him a get well soon card when he wasn't feeling well. There's a different kind of joy they have when they're giving. The Bible has a lot to say about the blessings we receive when we give, especially when we give with a cheerful heart. But sometimes it can be more difficult for us to receive a gift than to give one. I remember how hard it was for Christina at first to accept all the food, gifts, and help that people offered us when I had my second kidney transplant surgery. Yeah, in a way, it was hard to accept that help, even though I knew we needed help and couldn't get through it alone. I'm pretty sure a lot of this struggle we experience comes down to pride. To receive something involves admitting we have a need. Even when it's a gift, receiving can be hard because we're tempted to feel unworthy or insufficient in some way. Most of us don't want to feel that. We want to feel self-sufficient and even worse, superior. I think you're right. It seems that is something we all struggle with from time to time in different seasons of life. Though in this season, being a mom of littles right now, I'm open to all the help I can get. (laughs) Yeah, being blind, I've had a lifetime of learning to receive, even when I'd much rather be self-sufficient. But going through my two kidney transplants really taught me all over again how to walk humbly as I received extraordinary gifts from two extraordinary women, the gift of life. There's a scene in Jesus's earthly ministry when he kneels down to wash the disciples' feet. In John's gospel, chapter 13, we read that Jesus, being motivated out of his enduring love for the disciples and knowing his earthly life was soon coming to a very painful end, chose to model that love to them in this incredibly humble way. Here's how the story goes, starting in verse 5 through 8. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterward, you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Wow. What's interesting is that Peter's refusal could appear to be motivated by a deep respect for Jesus. He knew that washing feet was the job of the lowliest household servant in that day. But just think about it. By refusing, Peter is in effect telling Jesus he's wrong that it's wrong for him to be washing feet. I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that telling God he is wrong is prideful. Yeah, but Jesus is so kind to him. He just reassures Peter that he will understand soon. He also tells him that refusing to receive this display of love would have a high cost. Peter would have no share with Jesus if he didn't allow this washing. Basically, Jesus is telling Peter that refusing his love would be proof that Peter is not one of his own. That's a pretty big gift to reject. After these words, Peter's response changes completely. Listen to how he responds in verse 9. 
Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but my hands and my head. Now, we don't know exactly what went through Peter's mind to cause him to drastically change his tune, but I'm pretty sure he was glad he did. I wonder if Peter thought back to this moment after he denies Jesus three times later in the narrative, or whether he remembered Jesus saying, what I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Mm, He may have. One thing I do know is that this inspires me to pay closer attention to how I'm receiving from God, especially his love. You know, if it's difficult to receive a dinner from a neighbor or a ride to the airport from someone, then I've got to deal with those underlying issues. I'm sure I have some areas in my heart that could use some help in that way. There are so many things God desires for us to receive, his mercy, his word, his kingdom. I don't want to miss out on any of that. I'm totally with you. I want to let God remove anything in my heart that's getting in the way of me receiving all he has to offer. It gives me so much hope to think about what we read in Philippians 1.6. It says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. That is such good news. For those who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ, we can trust that God will continue his work, helping us receive our full inheritance. In his second letter to the Thessalonian church, the apostle Paul writes some very sweet words. In chapter three, verse five, he prays, may the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. And that's our prayer for you today. Lord, may each person who's listening right now be overwhelmed with a deep realization of your love and your faithfulness. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. If you're enjoying the podcast, would you take a moment right now to rate and write a review for us? We'd appreciate it so much. 